You are listening to the Forge Leadership Podcast. Forge Leadership Network mentors, trains, and connects young conservatives ages 18 to 25, equipping them to lead in politics, culture, and business. For more information or to get involved, visit forgeleadership.org. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Forge Leadership Network Podcast. We've just had a great day here at the Ford Leadership Summit. We're here with our big event of the day, our big event organizers, Matt Basil and Scott Ellis. We were just laughing about, hoping I didn't mispronounce their names, Matt Batzel <laughs> and Scott Elise. Anyways, uh, and now we'll actually here uh, discuss politics instead of state football, which I know nothing about. But uh, <laughs> we're also here with Adam Josephic, the executive director of the Forge Leadership Network, and he's going to kind of talk really quickly about how he got started with these guys and how he got to know them and sort of what they do. So we're thrilled day two of the Forge Leadership Summit is is now in the books and, and the highlight of the day, some wonderful speakers talking about life, talking about markets and, and how markets lead to human flourishing, how to articulate those timeless principles. We also heard about social issues and their connection to, to fiscal issues and why what's commonly known as social issues still matter from, from Eric Tietzel of, of, of Kansas. And so we, uh, we crossed a little bit over the Midwest to Wisconsin to be led in our campaign in the day simulation by our, our friends here from American Majority. Uh, Matt Batesel, Scott Ellis uh, have, have, are the inventors, the co-creators of Campaign in the Day, which is a team competition that you've seen video of on the Forge Leadership social media You've read about it on our website. You've seen American Majority promoting uh, the Forge Summit and, and their work helping equip tomorrow's leaders on, on today's campuses. And, and we're thrilled that, that Scott and Matt created Forge in a Day for the first Forge Leadership Summit. Now it's, it's gone on the road to campuses across the country. And what it does is it really, I'll let them explain it in their own words, but what it does is it really allows students to have in a matter of hours nice taste of the different elements of a campaign, the different roles on a campaign, the different metrics that you're looking at, the goals and the and the and the, and the, the achievement, the achievables, and then really get a taste of some of those different yeah. roles, a little bit of the yeah. limelight, have judges asking them the tough questions, put them under the gun a little bit, which helps them then tomorrow when we're on the state house floor and they're trying to pass their own bills, testify on those bills. They've now gotten a little bit of the of the heat of, of public speaking and more. So we're thrilled to have American Majority as a sponsor of the Forge Leadership Summit. Absolutely. Matt and Scott, if you guys why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what you guys have done with with the campaign in a day since uh, since it started here at Forge three years ago. And then if you guys can talk a little bit about your personal stories, how'd you guys get started into uh, your careers now? Yeah, well, thanks for having us on. It's been, yeah, quite a ride since we launched Campaign in a Day with, with Forge uh, a few years ago. I mean, we, you know, we, we wanted, to, we had been wanting to make our trainings more interactive and, and had tested that out in, in a few different ways. And so this was kind of a very good opportunity to make a training, which can be dry, just realistically, training people on how to put together campaign budgets or how to develop a message. Sometimes it just becomes very dry, and we wanted to make it more interactive, especially for young people. We wanted to give them something that's a taste that they could they could get their arms around. This is what it kind of looks like. This is what it feels like to be on a campaign. And so we quickly realized this is something we'd wanted to package and, and bring to other campuses and other conferences 
And, you know, we've, we've been successful in, in doing that and, and have started going places that want us in every semester. Liberty University in particular has us come in every semester, and but we've been to a number of other campuses. I'll let Scott um, talk about that. Yeah, we've been to schools in Pennsylvania, Illinois, Wisconsin. We're going to Hillsdale later this um, fall for their semester. But yeah, campaign has been great because it brings in people who not only you can be political or you can be someone who just wants to hang out with your friends or get to know your classmates, someone who's competitive. It brings in all different aspects. So no matter where you're coming from, there's something for mm-hmm. for you to learn, whether yeah. you're the person at the very front of the campaign yeah. or somebody who's trying to just see how this is going. Yeah. And this is the closer you can get to seeing what a campaign's like without working your way from volunteer all the way up. This way you can get your feet wet no matter what you want to try out without being told, okay, just go there and answer phones for the next couple of days while we need you. Yeah. So what, what kind of experiences did you guys have to draw from as you designed this? Like what, what were you thinking? What was, what was kind of the mission? I know we kind of discussed what it does. What, what experience have you had in the past? Where have you come from that allowed you to create it such the high quality that it is? Definitely. So Adam first talked to Matt about this uh, before we had done it. And then Matt came over to me and said, okay, Scott, this seems kind of like something your mind could help facilitate. And I kind of drew from a mock trial background in high school where I had to act out being different people. I was a child who got hit by a car one time. I was a lawyer to cross-examine some of those people. I was had to figure out who started a fire in a different location. So that kind of helped to bring this together. But then also, just in general, I enjoy being competitive. I enjoy being interactive and having sort of games to learn from opposed to just sitting there. And watching, er, yeah. being talked to, I want to be able to get my hands involved in whatever I'm doing and see how I can learn in different ways and bring other people to the table. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, Matt, if you want to. Well, you know, just the, the the competition element is 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 key, right? So most trainings that we do, and what I'm sure what other organizations do, you know, they're providing information, providing tools, to put in your toolbox to be able to, to get your arms around putting together a campaign or, or mm-hmm. helping out holding elected officials accountable, which is our kind of, we have activists and campaign trainings that we typically do. But, you know, this one puts people against each other yeah. and you have to react <laughs> to something that happens. The, the unforeseen and, and the unpredictable things are happening. in here really quickly after a short commercial. Quick commercial location <laughs> change. All right. After this quick commercial slash location change, Scott, take it away. Okay. So <laughs> we're talking about the markers that we have here <laughs> that we use for campaign day to make yard signs. Hold on. Sir, let's have yeah, let me say, okay. on, on Just that. lead in on okay. one of the things we do is have people make yard signs. So we literally go by okay. Crayola yeah. markers I, I and we use them. Yeah. Okay. Just one of the, you know, quick funny story about how we do this. When we, we have to travel with 10 packages of markers. So imagine us going through the airport and security. So <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott normally travels with these things. So we ha- literally have, you know, Crayola markers. And if you're working at TSA and you see a guy coming through with 10, you know, an adult coming through with 10, no children along, 10 packages of, of colored markers, you think, what is this guy doing? What is he bringing through the airport? And so Scott has a funny story about. Yeah, I've been stopped after they scanned through the conveyor belt and they <laughs> had to open up every single package of markers and ruin how everything was organized and then 
Didn't even put the markers back in, so I had to put so those all back together. Ten packages of markers yes. all like dumped out Straight all down. over your suitcase. suitcase yes. Probably all over the conveyor belt, all over the floor at the caps airport. On? At they caps on. Okay, so good. They had to test each box, make sure it wasn't you know a bomb, and then your white dress shirt is not rainbow. Correct. Like stripe it, because no. of the blue marker yeah. having. Top, <laughs> yeah, they're probably just figuring there. this guy sniffs markers or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Like it's just like, what's up with these guys? But but yeah, that's what, we we put a lot of time and energy energy into campaigning a day, and we really love seeing the result. You know, we were sitting in here seeing these kids. That we put them in a Shark Tank style thing, and they compete at the end, and they're they're literally facing off and saying, "I'm a better candidate because of this." And the other person says, "I'm a better candidate because of this." We, you know, Scott does a great job writing these candidate profiles, and so there's clear weaknesses. So there's this funny one where you have an IRS agent going against a used car salesman. So two very unpopular professions, like, and it's just like, who's worse? And it's like, how do you relate to voters? And and, and it really challenges these kids to think on the spot. And, and frankly, like, we're always impressed. I'm impressed again, you know, Adam, just to see the quality of, of students you have here that are, we're able to, th- we throw a lot at them. And we had great celebrity judges. I mean, really, just grilling these these people with with tough questions. You know, put them on the spot. And this is a, a great place where they can maybe even struggle to answer a question about why is my candidate better. But ultimately, it's going to help them when when they're helping a candidate two, four, six years. Maybe they're running for office themselves. They're going to be able to answer those questions then because they had the experience that you guys are providing here at Forge. Right with with with. With anything you compete in, I think when the pressure is on, like using the kind of the sports analogy, when the pressure is on or you can simulate a type of competition, you see which parts are strong and which parts kind of struggle under pressure, right? And so with this, you're giving them that, that competitive edge. There's an opponent, and they're, they're being able to practically apply what they've learned about how to handle that. And they're also forced to feel the pressure of the time limits, feel the pressure of the objectives and the deadlines, but at the same time, the way that we've structured the way that you structured the congressional candidate profiles, you're also helping the students have to half the teams are having to adopt the platform of what politically they normally think of as the other side. Mm-hmm. And they're having to make the case, they're having to think through the messaging there to say what is their strongest case, and then the other side is getting the normal response of saying, Okay, well, you know, we've probably got the easier, you know, case because this is what we actually believe. So now the pressure's on us to actually be able to articulate, defend, and then poke holes at our with our opponents, you know, glaring weaknesses. Well, and sometimes even that plays out differently where we've had Republicans versus Democrats at some conservative conferences. We've had a clean sweep of all seven Democrats won one time because oftentimes if you already are the candidate that you kind of agree with, you're going to think, oh, th- this doesn't even need to be explained that well. And Lazier. Correct. Well, yeah. And so the people who have a different have to take a different view or trying to figure out how do I actually write this, how do I argue this and articulate this, that people are going to listen to me when I don't believe it at the moment. Yeah, that's that's always definitely uh, a challenge. I remember when I was a student at Forge, it's this, this idea of like if I'm the Democrat, I have a larger challenge. But if I'm the, the Republican, I also have a challenge because I could take it for granted. So – Solid point there. Shifting gears just a little bit, I wanted to ask you guys, Wisconsin always seems to be in a, in a state of kind of political flux, you know, kind of sometimes going back and forth in different presidential purple, elections. right? Yeah, dif- different, different elections. It's purple, as, as Adam said. So what uh, what's some of the unique challenges from, from the eye of two guys from Wisconsin, maybe not originally from Wisconsin, but that's where you work now, What's in your eyes? What's some of the challenges that our country is facing today? Uh, what's maybe the greatest challenge that we're facing, and what you guys can see, and, and what do you think the country needs to do to move forward on that? Well, that's a big question. The 
I mean, I think the biggest problem is just an over-reliance on government. And it's not, I don't mean to say just subsidies and handouts, but just expecting that there is a government out there to help me hmm. in whatever situation I am, rather than kind of the independent streak that founded this country that we want to have our freedoms. We want to be able to, to take care of our families. We want to be able to work our jobs and choose to make contracts, et cetera, with the people we want to. And so much, there's just kind of a legacy of dependence on government mm. or like, for instance, right, I'm, I'm 35 years old. I don't think Social Security is going to be there when I retire. Mm -hmm. But we just have so many people that are, they build in and factor in that Social Security will be there, especially mm -hmm. older generations. Younger generations realize this stuff's not going to be there. But, but we just see this challenge of people want to have more government in their lives and without really thinking about what that the freedoms that they maybe are giving away yeah. because of it. What is yeah. what is the trade-off? And so um, in a state like Wisconsin, we've seen conservative reformers have success, scale back the, the hmm. state power and, and the, hmm. the um, money being sent from taxpayers to various different places that were just really kind of cozy deals for unions and et cetera. And so, you know, there's I think there's a lot of hope that happens from Wisconsin that conservatives have been able to win and implement conservative policy and then win re-election and mm -hmm. sustain it. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, one off win and you get a policy and then the other side comes in and they just undo it. I mean, mm -hmm. they certainly could, and it, it still is all subject to, to another election cycle. If it's a blue wave, we could lose it all. And so, mm -hmm. uh, but that makes us fight for our freedoms and, mm -hmm. and where we're at in, in the state. So there's some great opportunities. And I think, you know, around the country, we can look at what's happening mm -hmm. in states and be encouraged. We can see gridlock in Washington and not 60 votes in the Senate and be mm -hmm. discouraged. But there are a lot of good things that are happening around the country. And kind of dovetailing into that, you guys have had in your recent history a recall election in Wisconsin for your governor. Definitely a, a contentious election, a lot of gridlock. Mm -hmm. You guys deal with campaign strategy. That's one of the, one of the things you're doing with campaign today is teaching people how to do campaigns. And in that recall election, he made it through the recall. He got reelected. Maybe in that campaign or other campaigns you've looked at, what are what are some of the valuable strategies that people need to know when they're looking at getting involved in a campaign, starting a campaign, maybe in a local election race? What 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 is the chief things people need to know before getting into this thing? Well, they need to think about: Can I put together a team that can help me to win? That will unite. And a larger community will kind of come around that team of volunteers, really a coalition. You know, you talk about the recalls in particular. The conservative movement was really reunited because the union bosses and the left were coming at Governor Walker and state senators and the right generically um, with so much energy and but but really venom when it comes down to it and, and vitriol at mm these individuals that they would protest special Olympic ceremonies because governor Walker was speaking at them and they would go outside legislators homes and have rallies and, and go by the governor's residence where an el his elderly parents actually lived. And there, there just were egregious things that helped to solidify and unify the conservatives and the party, so to speak. And so, you know, for a, in a campaign, you can have success if you can get people on your team and to work together. And right now, you know, we see even the party gets fractured so easily and there's, establishment versus the grassroots in so many different ways. But if you can unite those groups together, and it starts with a, a solid core and team of people that you know, if someone's thinking for run for office, right, you need to be able to put together a team of people that will help you. 
And if you're looking around and you can only think of a few people, well, then you need to get out more and probably find more friends and, and help other people to get elected first. And then over time, you'll realize that you've helped to build a community of people that can help you to, to run for office. You think that of that, Scott? I think that, for the most part, summed it up there. Cool. Yeah, I, I know that that's uh, talking about just kind of wrapping it up here. But that, that idea of staying in the right and doing the right thing and just and maintain your election in a normal fashion. You know, I think a lot of times, sometimes you see people, groups diving into sort of personal attacks, going to legislatures' homes, you know, protesting certain rallies where it wouldn't necessarily be politically ordinary to do so. A lot of times you see, if you, don't, if you stay away from that kind of thing and just do the right thing, people come to your side out of sort of protest of some of the more unusual tactics that the other side might use, but... All right. Anyways, thank you, Scott and Matt, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Adam, for being here. Thanks, guys. Thanks and, for having uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks again. Another great year. Do it again in 12 months. Yeah. All right. We're back. We're back next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Forge Leadership Podcast. If you liked the show, please drop a review in your podcast app and be sure to subscribe for all our latest episodes. You can follow Forge Leadership Network at Forge Leadership on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information about Forge programming, please visit forgeleadership.org.